Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Oh, back in black. I hit the stack. Okay, stop. <laughs> you know I always have music in my head. Apparently, I, I have ACDC in my head. <laughs> so we are recording this um, a little bit earlier than when you guys will hear it, but we are supposed to have some snow this weekend. Mm. No, I don't like snow. I I'm, like. I'm gonna, there, I'm going to say it. You can judge me. I like snow if I get to stay home and curl up with a book and just look out and watch it come down. Yeah. If I have to be out in it or anywhere near it, I don't, I'm not about it. I don't like it. Well, I mean, yeah, I just, I, I'm one of those who I'm like, I get antsy and like, I want to get out. I want to be able to do things and that bothers me. And also... Ice terrifies me. Ice is, it's a real thing. Yeah, and um, fortunately I discovered this ice melt stuff Mm -hmm. um, that is fantastic. Now, my foyer Mm -hmm. (laughs) gets really nasty because I get it on my shoes and then, you know, we walk in with it. Um, But um, it's so helpful because my biggest fear is like falling. Right. You know. Definitely. Yeah, I... um... I have a concrete patio outside my door, and if it rains, especially if it rains before and you get that ice right before it snows, um, which I think is what's supposed to happen tonight here at least. Oh, I'm glad we're Um, recording earlier. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's it's supposed to come in on Monday, but I think it's going to move up and we're going to start getting some tonight, which is Mm. a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. Well, we don't want to give too much away for you guys (laughs) to They were recording on blah, blah, blah. On Saturday? I said it. No. And this episode is going to air on March 11th, and that's exactly what today is. Thursday, <laughs> March 11th. March 11th. It's snowing in March. I don't know. I hope it's Well, yeah. Snowing. Yeah. It snows in March. It does. Yeah. I've had snow on my birthday before, which is like late April. The blizzard of 1993 happened on the 12th of March, so mm-hmm. just saying. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, wow. We've... That was a lot. Of... I can hear my friend Katrina. You talked too long. <laughs> well, we are trying to put off getting into this really horrific story um, as long as we can, but I think the time is, is now. We like horrific stories, so that's why they're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Tell it to me. Okay. Well, we're going to start out by learning a little bit about Miss Juanita Ethel Hoyt. She's already started off. Wow. (laughs) What a name. Yeah. Yep. So she was born on May 13th, 1946 in Richford, New York. Okay. So this, we're we're going to New York this week. Okay, cool. Yep. So Juanita lived in the small farming community of Newark Valley. Now this is about 70 miles south of Syracuse. Okay. So, the Appalachian Trail winds up through New York, Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of goes in... A little bit lower than where this one is. So if you look on some maps, um, this particular county is a little bit north of where the cutoff is. Um, but 
I figured we'll include it anyway. Well, and it still runs through that state. So yeah, yeah, I'll we're right it. there. Yep, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna, we're gonna count go it anyway. Exactly. Yep. So Juanita was a homemaker, and her husband Tim worked as a security guard at Cornell University's art museum. Oh wow! And from the years 1965 to 1971, um, Juanita actually lost five children from SIDS, oh, which is um, sudden infant death, death syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. Which is really, really a horrific and a horrible way to Which, lose a child. did you know that now, um, and they thought that SIDS was actually caused by um, children who were, you know, back in the day, they advised you to put your babies on their belly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they felt that they could easily smother being face down. So now the rule is to always keep your baby until they can roll themselves on their back. Yeah. Um, and actually, they think that SIDS might be caused by centralized sleep apnea, actually. Huh. That, you know, your brain kind of goes to sleep and doesn't yeah. tell your body to breathe. Yeah. So, That's totally possible. Yeah. So, oh, five children, though. Yeah, she lost five, um, five kids to SIDS. Yeah, hmm. it's really sad. Yeah. So, for over 25 years, um, Juanita would drive to the cemetery on Memorial Day, mm. and she would put flowers on the graves mm. of all five of her kids. And their names were Eric, Julie, James, Molly, and Noah. And they had all died from SIDS, according to doctors. Mm. And the parents were, you know, they're obviously devastated yeah. by the loss of five kids. And Juanita would often be heard saying, I don't know what I did wrong. So she was, you know, clearly blaming herself for, you know, yeah. these deaths. Now, of course, with this podcast, nothing is as it seems. Is it ever? And there isn't a whole lot. I mean, and still, there isn't a whole lot known about SIDS and why it happens. That's why it's called sudden infant death, death syndrome. Yeah. Um, and but for it to happen, you know, even twice within one family is really really rare i mean i'm sure it happens yeah but it's not a common thing i mean even for it to happen once is really really rare so when juanita's fourth and then fifth child were born so they did this with both kids um their pediatrician dr alfred steinschneider Mm -hmm. i think that's how you say his last name he actually admitted both of the babies for observation at the hospital. And they spent, I think they spent like at least a month. Was it because he was concerned of um, past, you know, maybe something genetic or something? Yeah, yeah. He wanted to mm-hmm. sort of observe them. Yeah, and, okay. make sure that everything was okay. Gotcha. So, um, unfortunately, though, after being, you know, cleared and sent home, um, they both ended up dying from SIDS. And both babies were autopsied, and, you know, the cause of death was ruled as SIDS. Man. So, I mean, they oh. could, there was no, like, you know, sign of any type, anything that had happened to them. It just, they were dead. So, in the hospital, perfectly fine, healthy, mm-hmm. but conveniently go home, mm-hmm. and they die. Yep. Your mind's are turning in a direction. I think we're headed. I smell a rat. <laughs> so, Dr. Steinschneider actually wrote a paper about this strange family that had had five deaths from SIDS. And the couple, um, they actually did have a child that was living. Um, this was an adopted son, and his name was Jay. Um, and so he, you know, I think he was in you know, middle school or, you know, he was, he was older, I think. Um, 
and he was, you know, living. So this, of course, you know, it caused the medical community to think that, you know, whatever was killing the, the children was probably hereditary. Mm-hmm. You know, if... Their adopted son. The adopted son was fine and, you know, right. all that. So Did they adopt him as a baby? Yes, I believe oh, so. Okay. Um, she was actually, we're going to get into this a little bit, um, I believe she was a foster parent. Oh, that's terrifying. As a, yeah. Um, it, you know, back in the 70s, 80s kind of thing, I think it, the rules were a little bit different. Kind of what they did and what they were called was a little bit different. Um, a lot of the rules we have now for fostering. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure, let this out here, I'm sure would they like check some of these things like oh you've had five children to die like I don't know if I would you know want to be putting and kids I th- in the home. I think a lot of it was before uh, I think she was fostering before she had these kids. Oh, so I okay. think uh, oh, okay. the timeline's a little well, I don't really know. Oh, okay, but okay. I think this like she was fostering and adopting before she had her biological children pass okay yeah okay so um in 1986 an assistant prosecutor william fitzpatrick um read this article that dr stenschneider had written and while he was researching a possible defense for an upcoming child murder case that he was working on so he was working you know as a defense attorney on this case and he immediately felt like something just wasn't right about this article and he had a strong suspicion that the children had actually been murdered. Good instincts. Yep. Well, you know, he didn't really do a whole lot with it, but um, in 1992, Fitzpatrick went on to become the Onondaga County District Attorney. And he decided that he was going to follow up on this case that had bugged him for years. See that? And he went through and actually checked infant death records in the county until he found some that fit what he was looking for and in some of the surrounding counties. Um, And he was actually able to find two children with the last name Hoyt that Dr. Steinschneider had been involved with. And he was able to trace their mother to her home in Tioga County and notified their district attorney that, hey, you may have a murder here. Wow. So this has been years, you know, because her last child died in 1971, and this is 1992. Wow. So 21 years later. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a minute. Yeah. So in 1994, so you know, a couple of years later, mm-hmm. police decided, okay, fine, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do this. So they got state police involved, and they took Juanita in for questioning, and she confessed to killing all five of her children. And Juanita told investigators that she felt useless because she could not get the children to stop crying and she smothered them to death. All of them? That's what she says. Wow. Yep. So I'm gonna go through um, each of the kids and it's it's real sad. Um, mm. So if you need to skip ahead or you know, just Come back next week for next week's episode. Yeah, we or get just, it. You know, take a safe space. Yeah, just, that's just... what I'm doing. I'm just going to curl up here. While he's like oh, visibly oh, uncomfortable. Oh, and I'm so sorry. It's okay. So, um, it's, you know, I don't want to say thankfully because it's, you know, the murdering of children is never good. But, you know, it's not like 
super outwardly violent, you know. Well, I mean, that's a good thing. Like our, our one case where, like, trees were involved. <laughs> Tree- <laughs> drownings and drownings and yeah. other things. Yeah. So, okay, on January 26th of 1965, um, baby Eric was smothered with a pillow. Uh, he was three months old. On September 5th of 1968, uh, Julie was also smothered by Juanita pressing her face into her shoulder until she stopped moving. Um, and she was only a month and a half old. Um, on September 26th of 1968, James was smothered with a bath towel. Now, he was two. Wow. He was two years old. And Juanita said she killed him because he would not stop crying over the death of his little sister. Which is just, like, right in the heart there. Yeah. She was not a patient person, was she? No. And he actually apparently fought her so hard that he gave himself um, a bloody nose. And Juanita actually ran into the street with James's body in her arms and flagged down a garbage truck driver, uh, screaming that she had just found him like that and she thought he was dead. And now some... Reports that I've read said that neighbors believed that, you know, James had choked mm-hmm. and that's how he died because, I mean, they didn't suspect that she had, you know, right. killed him. So they, you know, the story of the community was, you know, oh, he, he choked on something and she found him. She's probably got the ideal housewife, you know, nice mm-hmm. life. Husband works at the university. Yeah. 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 Um, on June 5th of 1970, um, Molly was mothered with a pillow, and she was two and a half months old. And on July 28th of 1971, Noah was smothered also with a pillow, um, and he was three and a half months old. So there's um, there's the real sad part. These yeah. are newborns. And Most newborns cry. Oh my gosh! Yes. But like, and sometimes, you know, you're t- I, listen. I get. When you have a newborn, because I've had a newborn, and yeah, you don't get much sleep, you're going a little crazy, um, you know, you live on coffee, mm-hmm. um, but uh, to do this, and, and also, I really think some of the toughest part was when, like, my little one was itty bitty, like, mm-hmm. days old, yeah. like that, a week or two old, but I mean, she seemed like some of these were three months, and mm-hmm. on and on and on, yeah. like... It almost seems like yeah. she liked maybe um, people. It mm. could have been people going, oh, poor, poor you. I think that definitely had parts to do with mm-hmm. it because the community was super sympathetic yeah. to this family because, you know, I don't think anybody, and if they did have any suspicions, they didn't show it, you know. Yeah. They were all just devastated for the family as well. Yeah, but, I mean, if it... If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, I, I don't know. It duck. starts to get to the point where it's like, okay, one child, okay, maybe two, just an absolute tragedy. Uh-huh. But now five, mm, five, all from, and I mean, and maybe they could have been like, you know, had a genetic. Some disorder. of these doctors thinking the same thing of like, oh, genetics or. But it's interesting that they leave the hospital just fine, just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just know I was researching this case the other night and I was like, oh, I just felt horrible. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be so bad to have to tell it to Holly. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to like 
come snuggle your little one and yeah, I know <laughs> I like, like I just want to go snuggle I don't know like that just, your little one. I just don't understand how any mommy can I just I know you, ugh, anyway I know. um but I was gonna say did she have any like postpartum depression I would assume so, but this is, you know, the 70s and 80s, so we're really, really talking about it. Yeah. But what's interesting is I found some more history on her, and she, there really wasn't anyone healthy in her family ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she had several siblings that all had either medical, you know, physical conditions or, you know, developmental issues i believe her mom was really sick i think her dad had died when she was young from like a medical thing Um, so she sort of thrived on that in a way yeah and i think you know she was Mm -hmm. healthy well i mean not healthy but like not mentally right but but like she was physically healthy and you know i'm sure that that whole family had always gotten a lot of sympathy of like oh man this this poor family and you know they've overcome so much and so almost like a munchausen by proxy uh-huh. but she killed all of them right and that's what people were kind of thinking as well you know later on like this is this speaks to that but you know there is murder involved so yeah um so none of the children um, were strangled because, you know, this obviously would have caused the bruising and mm-hmm. the petechiae, which you usually see in the eyes. Um, and since they were smothered, there would have been no outward signs of any foul play. So you know, she they, thought about this. Right. I mean, and sometimes with smothering, you do get that petechiae in your eyes. It's like looks like little red dots. Mm-hmm. But apparently in younger kids... It's harder to detect for some reason. Well, and even if they did have that, she could say SIDS because essentially SIDS is Mm. smothering. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just, there was no, you know, no one saw any evidence of, of foul play. And all the medical personnel involved, you know, they accepted that Wanda had just come into the room and found it, found the kids dead. You know, she was this distraught mother she you know she put on a really good show Mm. and then there's also a question too of like you know did she even know what she was doing did she dissociate did she you know i mean i personally believe she knew exactly what she was doing i think so i think that she was looking for sympathy i Mm -hmm. think that she was looking for oh you poor thing you know Mm -hmm. Um, and she probably just didn't want to be a mother. And we also have to look at this time period, mm-hmm. probably didn't have really solid birth control. So right. she was continuing to get pregnant. Maybe this was also a, I really don't want to be a mother. And now here I have these children. Yeah. So her, um, the other child that was adopted, um, and this is why I think she knew exactly what she was doing. Um, when they asked about him of like, you know, well, you know, did he cry? Are you, you know, yeah. Why is he still alive? Um, Juanita said that the only reason why she didn't kill him was because her husband was always around when he was little and he would have seen her do it. So it sounds like she had every intention of doing this, of killing Jay as well, and just didn't. So, oh, um. So prosecutors were eventually granted permission to actually exhume the bodies um, of the the infants. Babies. 
so they could perform autopsies. And they didn't find much because, you know, the most recent murder had been 25 years ago. True. And also, these are these are small, small Tiny bodies. babies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Steinschneider testified that he believed that the last two children um, had died from severe episodes of apnea, mm. which is, you know, when you stop breathing. Yeah. Um, you have interrupted breathing. Yeah. Now, friends and neighbors... Um, had reported that Juanita was very nice and that they had even left their kids with her and had no, like, concerns about leaving their children with her. They had no issue with it. This, okay, here's your PSA. (laughs) This is my PSA. Be careful who you leave your children with. Yeah. Know your babysitters. Know them well. Know them well. And also, I'm sorry, but if, if my neighbor, my potential babysitter, had lost five children... I would be suspicious and probably wouldn't. I would opt out for her to watch my child. Yeah, I don't think that would that would be on my list there. Yeah, and like I said earlier, um, it seems like Juanita was also a foster parent for a brief period of time, which is concerning. Um, and she, you know, fostered and adopted her adopted son Jay. that she had, Jay. Um, however, she told a social worker. Uh, to come and get another child that she had when that child was only nine months old and she apparently told the social worker that she was afraid that she would hurt him. But didn't explain? Yeah, I don't think she did. I mean, that's literally, there was only that blip in an article and I was like, what? (laughs) Hmm. So there's been, there were flags. There were definitely some, (laughs) some red flags, uh, with with this one here. Uh, yeah, I wonder who that agency was. Like, <laughs> probably sure. close horizons. Yeah, we want to shut that down real yeah. quick. So, uh, of course, Juanita would go on to recant her confession. Of course. Um, her attorneys actually used the defense that she was extremely emotionally scarred and that she would have likely admitted to anything with the right persuasion. No one, I, come on, if you were innocent, why would you admit to killing your children and they actually brought her husband in as well and he you know for all that we know he didn't know about any of this and he you know was brought in and you know she asked for him and she told him what had happened and he was like no you know i don't believe this he's like this is crazy and then you know she's like no this is what happened and told him exactly what she had done so did he take her aside and defend her or I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um I I didn't see too much else about him listed. So obviously this defense um did not hold up and she was actually convicted in April of 1995. Um she wasn't sentenced until September 11th of 1995 and she was sentenced to 75 years to life in prison. And she received 15 years for each murder. And those were to be conserved consecutively. And some believed, like you said, that she suffered from that Munchausen syndrome by proxy um, as well. But with the added bonus of murder. Right. So this case, um, it actually made a lot of people question if SIDS was actually a real thing that happened. Um, If medical professionals could be tricked into believing that this woman had lost five children all to SIDS. 
then people felt like it was possible there were a lot of other cases of SIDS out there that were actually murders. So now we're putting a diagnosis on trial. Right. This was, that's kind of what this case is known for as the trial against SIDS. So thankfully this didn't hold up and SIDS is still recognized, of course, as a cause of death for infants. And it's, you know, a horrible and tragic thing that does definitely happen. And, you know, it's of no fault of anybody's when it does happen. So so not like in this case where it wasn't SIDS. Exactly. So Juanita actually um, died in prison of pancreatic cancer in August of 1998 and which actually pisses me off a little bit because she only, she spent, three only years. spent three years in prison yeah and got to live this totally normal life otherwise mm. um and what's weird and I don't know if this is still a thing but it was back in the 90s apparently she was actually exonerated for her crimes because under New York law apparently if you die before your appears her appeal is heard you are exonerated I mean, it doesn't matter because she's dead. She's dead, so whatever, but... But still, it's just weird. Like, a weird little law tidbit there. Yeah, that's strange. I don't know if it's still a thing, but... Well, yeah, but we're reading about it, and she confessed to it, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she's definitely guilty in my book. Yeah, same. Ugh. Of it. So, this is another kind of short one. Yeah. Um, that's really all I have on that one. I just thought it was really interesting. Yes. Especially since it did put, like, a whole disorder, like, a whole, you know, medical diagnosis on trial. Well, I mean, and there are several things. Like, my God, she was a foster parent. That's scary. Um, You know, she said that she wanted to kill both of her foster children and then her adopted son. And then, you know, she ended up killing her children. Um, And I don't know if initially it was with the intention of um, making them, like... You know, I I don't know. Maybe it started as a Munchausen, and like I'll make mm-hmm. them sick, but then you know they cried. She got frustrated and she just killed them. I don't know. Yeah. I just know. Ugh. I know. I just, it's not a good one. Having a child it, it does like, things to you. How can you not look at your baby and just be like, well, I would do anything, like I know. anything, you know, like oh my gosh, protect you. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, this whole this whole story was a lot. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're going to go eat some cookies and... I had to pee. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> and back to that oh alien gosh. episode. Just open the door and Just let me... let me out. Let me urinate. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I um, have a shout out this week. Okay. And... I'm going to go ahead and shout out Ruckersville, Virginia. Lockersville? Ruckersville. Ruckles, Ruckersville. Ruckersville. We Ruckles, haven't been drinking, we promise. No, I, we've had coffee. We have had coffee. I need some more coffee. Yeah, and water. Yes. Ruckersville, Virginia, thank you. Thank you. We love ya. Yeah. Um, Haley, for another shout out, um, or more story ideas, we are always open. Um, how do they go about letting us know? Yeah, you can send us an email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Or you can find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. All right. Well, All right. Well, yeah. after that happy story. Yeah, we will um, thank you, Callie, for that lovely shake there. She's sniffing Holly's notes. She wants to learn more about crime.
She does. She wants to be our junior detective. We'll help her get there. All right. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.